You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sid Talk. Yes. Hello. Everybody. I mean, I'm not the world, but thank you. Well, you are my world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't make me throw up. I'm mm. not the romantic in this relationship. Can you tell? <laughs> right. Your world is this Marvel universe. Well, Don't just, even try to trick people into thinking I'm your world. When I said I am your world. I was if like, I sat here existing and said, we're going to, you are no longer allowed to watch anything Star Wars, Marvel, or otherwise owned by Disney in any way, shape or form. Or if you get rid of me, you get all of that. I'm pretty sure I know which one you'd choose and don't lie. I would never get rid of you, my love. <laughs> that, do not lie. Do not lie about a life without your entertainment would not exist. I am not entertaining. We would be sitting here talking about nothing except for dinner and maybe video games. But then the video games have to go too because a lot of them are owned by Disney as well. So What's anyway, that's not the before the end of the show discussion. <laughs> How much you love me. Um, okay, so it is Saturday, August the 10th, and this is, after the show, 594. We are a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week, and this week, we're reviewing Avengers Endgame. It's a 2019 movie. You'll be able to pick it up on Blu-ray and 4K and DVD on the 13th of August, so this is a slightly early review. And uh, Sid Talk... Oh, it's a PG-13, by the way. So if you're under 13, you are prohibited from watching this. Is that is that how it works? What? Were you listening? <laughs> that we're permitted to watch this? Obviously not listening. <laughs> that was pretty good. We're, how long are we in? <laughs> Two minutes and you've turned off. Yeah, but you just talk about stuff in the beginning. You don't normally ask me a question yet. Well, okay, I'm in. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to just spring random questions on you and see if you listen. <laughs> Good luck with that. I said it was rated. I'll, I'll say it again. It was okay. rated PG-13. So that means people under the age of 13 are prohibited from watching it. Is that how it works? Uh, no. Can you explain? Like, <laughs> Why are we talking about the rating system? Because it's... Who cares? I have to say it's rated PG-13. It's right? the box. You have to say that? Yeah. I mean, the be- these are people with eyes and brains. They can read that for themselves. <laughs> anyway, if your kid's under 13, you might have to supervise them. I think that's how it works. As if. It's from our friends. I mean, at- you and I, when we were 13, we could handle this movie. Yeah. No totally, problem. But totally. then you and I also watched The Exorcist when we were 13. So there yeah. you go. Unsupervised. <laughs> so this is a different world. This is from our friends at Marvel and Disney, as if you didn't know. It's Avengers. And uh, Sid Tart will give you her synopsis, and then I'll read the one off the box. Because it's kind of fun to contrast them. I am not going to give you a synopsis of the Avengers Endgame. I think the title says it all. 
It's All okay. right, so that's Sid Talks. <laughs> if the box says anything different, they're just full of shit. The box says... Yeah, they are full of shit. The fourth installment of the Avengers series in the once-in-a-lifetime accumulation of 22 interconnected films and the climax of an epic journey, Earth's heroes <sighs> will finally understand how fragile our reality is and the sacrifices that must be made to uphold it in a story of friendship, teamwork and setting aside differences to overcome an impossible obstacle. Good lord. And then it's actually not over. Okay. Here okay. it goes. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says, prepare to be wowed. <laughs> That's actually part of the synopsis. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. It's in the same paragraph. I was not prepared. Now I have to start all over the whole freaking thing. Thanks. With Iron Man to now. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Peter. You're the greatest. All right, so... Um, we have been following along with the uh, Marvel universe of movies. Um, I, we probably reviewed them all. I think, in fact, I think we have reviewed them all on this show. So go back in our archive and hear our opinion of every single one. And I, spoilers, uh, me personally, I can't talk for Sid Talk. I will say all of them are excellent, and I love them. And I will probably just talk about them endlessly, saying how great they are. Endlessly. If you listen to uh, 22 hours worth of our podcast when we're reviewing them. We've reviewed all of them. All of them. I know we have. So, uh, Sid Talk, what is your opinion of Avengers Endgame? The end of the 22 movie thing. Well, my opinion of it? Should we, should we mention that there might be spoilers? Because how could you talk about the end? Yeah. Of something without spoiling it. Also, if you're listening to this and you know it's about You've this, seen it, probably, possibly, but also you kind of know, you know what's going on. Also, <laughs> you're grown up, possibly. <clears throat> Even if you're a young person, you know how to listen to podcasts and movie reviews, and you know how it's going to affect your potential movie watching experience. And also, we know how much money this made in the box office, <laughs> so we know most. We're probably the only two people who care about this movie who haven't seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, our nephew asked you the other day, have you seen it and you wanted to discuss it? And you're like, I haven't seen it. And he's like, I won't tell you. No, the first thing he said actually was, have you seen Endgame yet? Assuming I had seen it. And I said, no. And he said, so you know what happens though, right? All the, all the stuff that happens. I said, no, I've not seen it. He goes, well, how did nobody tell you what happens? I said, I don't listen to anybody. <laughs> so but you expect the... people to listen to us. Yeah. Well, we do give you a warning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. All right, Sid Talk, what's your opinion of Avengers Endgame? As its own movie, it's a lot of fun. I cried. I laughed. I giggled. I was excited. I was, like, mesmerized by big action stuff in different worlds. That's about it. The end. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, I am not as in love or lust with it as you are. So your take on it is going to be like, I was just in it. I love it so much. It's uh, second only to Star Wars for me. Nothing and will I'm ever, not <laughs> nothing will ever, you know, replace Star Wars because it's my childhood thing. And I'm not there for you yet. I, I won't be because I love it. It just doesn't have the same thing for me. Right. So, but so I did have a good time and I think it's well done. It's a, um, I thought it was, uh, I'll say these things. I thought it was incredible. I, I was only like, I, I loved infinity war. I thought it was like the best Avengers movie and you know, the snap, it's a shocking thing, right? It's a, 
Mm-hmm. That movie is a shocking... It's, it actually shocked me. I didn't know what was going to happen, and, and it happened. I was like, oh. The beginning of this movie, where it cold opens with no credits or anything, it just literally opens, and it shows you Hawkeye's arrow. And I was like, whoa, hold on. And that... You cried at that scene. It was less yep. than a minute into the movie, I was and you crying. cried. Yeah. I was so, like, shit! I mean, I mean, it shows you didn't see Hawkeye in Infinity War, and people were probably like, "Where the hell is Hawkeye?" But he went off. I didn't notice that he wasn't. There. Well, he went off to be like a family. Sorry, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he decided to go off and be with his family and like not have anything to do with superheroing. But that's how it starts with him and his family, and then the snap happens from the last movie, and his family are no longer, and it's really sad. And instantly off the top of it, it's sad. And then it it just... I, th- I thought the first hour of it was mostly sad. Didn't you? Mm, that was, yeah. Not just that. And then catching up with people. Yeah. yeah. And their emotions. Like, you know, you have to get it in your head. That there's a... You know, when it goes to that five years later part... Mm-hmm. You, you've got to get it in your head that, like, everybody's lost a lot of people, like... Everybody's been affected badly by this. In fact, when it shows you the flyover of New York City, and it shows you why, I was wondering about that. Why is it we haven't carried on doing anything because we're just too sad? I was thinking about that too, and I'm thinking it's like if you think about excuse me, choking up here, not because of this movie. Um, If you think about half. Of everything. Now, we're not just talking about people. Dogs, cats. And it's all the whole the whole universe as well. But, I mean, if we're on planet Earth, half of everything. That's indiscriminate. So we don't know if two-thirds of New York City disappeared or five people in New York City disappeared. It wasn't, like, spread out evenly. I'm sure he couldn't have given the math of it all that much thought. He just was like, half of everything in the universe that was alive is disappearing, right? Yeah. So we don't know, and now then you'd have to think like, well, that doesn't mean that precisely half of all engineers and precisely half of all doctors, it could have been everyone who's ever been an engineer or a doctor yeah. or a person who builds roads. Literally, like there is not even a doctor left in existence because of right. the way it Right, or went. someone has built and created something and they're all gone now and no one knows how to fix it. No one has a university to go to because there's not enough people who know how to teach it that thing. So yes, I think like... If you think about your own self, it would be hard to like, you know, especially if your whole family's gone. Yeah, like the meaningless like of Hawkeye. life kind of kicks in. His yeah. whole family went. It wasn't- exactly. It sort of like takes away your whole thing. Also, realize the Earth, only a few years before this snap happened, was when they were all made aware of other universes, other planets, other alien creatures, right? Nobody knew until... Battle for the big New York. events, yeah. Yeah. So that's new. Also, big destruction happens in every movie in lots of different cities. So humans are just getting used to all that shit. And now it's like this guy from somewhere in the universe fucking snaps his fingers and that's it. Therefore, it's going to break down a lot of people's religions and a lot of people's beliefs and everything. And you, I bet whoever's left. Also, we're not clear because if half of all living things, that could mean 70% of all humans. We don't know. Yeah, we didn't get any numbers. So, yeah, I think it's a combination. Um, just just we 
Yeah, we, we've not got the will to go on. Because like the pile ups of cars and parking lots, I'm like, how? What? How? That's <laughs> what in, I was thinking. Who's envisioning this? Like, I how immediately did that was like, has all this stuff happened because we're sad or because we give up? Like, we just yeah. Was there like no- crazy run ups and cars and people just driving the shit out of them into a parking lot and all those people disappeared because they wouldn't be all wrecked. They yeah. would all just be sitting straight in the parking lots and. I was overthinking it, I know. But yeah, I do that even like in I Am Legend or anything that is of our future where Mother Nature essentially is kind of taking over or Walking Dead, anything like that, where it's like a breakdown of all things, human systems. You kind of look at it and go, really? In five five years? But I kind of got over that. I just sort of let it go. But yeah, I think the breakdown of things is mostly because we don't even know who disappeared. Yeah. But then this this is what's great about this movie. Only one thing. So there's some there's some wallowing there, there's some like sadness. Cap's doing like a he's in like a um AA meeting for people who have been affected by the snap kind of thing. And it's really sad and gloomy. And then um Carol Danvers turns up <laughs> and she's like they're like, Where are you going? She turns to walk up, she's like, I'm just gonna kill Thanos. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. Like, what are we doing here? And that, what happens there, where they go up to into space, a bunch of them, and what happens? What? Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I mean, they find him. Yeah. And then, are we totally spoiling Real, it? Really nice touch that his armor is 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 using his armor as a scarecrow. Yeah, he's like a farmer guy now, yeah. just growing shit, growing his own <laughs> garden, and like surviving. He's limpy and he's all broken down and shit. Um, but they also discovered that he had used the snap again on another planet in another galaxy. So that yeah. means you know it's not gonna. You think it's not gonna stop? He's just gonna keep doing it. And so um, as they're talking to him, and he's like, "It's done. I've the stones are destroyed." Boom. Here comes Thor, chopped his head off. Now, that was another... <laughs> I was like, what? That was a Holy moment. shit. I was like, well, what? hold on, we're like 20 minutes into this movie. What, <laughs> what, what is this? I was happy about that at the moment. Then I'm like, nah, this is going to get all twisted around. Yeah, but this movie gives you that satisfying, this fucker, we're going to get him. Right? It <laughs> yeah. gives you that immediately, right off the bat, which you don't usually get from movies. You, they get the ending at the ending, right? So you get satisfied by that. And then... Paul Rudd turns back up, Mr. Ant-Man, and then... Well, tell us where Paul has been. Where's Ant-Man been? Yeah, well, if you watched Ant-Man and the Wasp and saw the end credits, um, he went into the, what's it called? Particle... Whatever, the thing that can make him do a quantum The thing in the back of his van. Yeah. He went into that, the snap happened, and his friends and family on the outside who were controlling the van all disappeared in the um, snap. So he was stuck in there. A rat, you know, it shows you his van. It's been impounded because, no, you know, and it shows you a rat walk across the dashboard and trigger a switch <laughs> and he comes shooting out. And now he's been in there for five years, but to him it was five hours. Right. So it's not been long for him, but all this stuff's happened. And then, you know, the movie turns into a, he calls it exactly, a time heist. <laughs> And it's about stealing the Infinity Stones. Well, it, it's actually excellent because <laughs> the, 
they go they actually say pretty much to the audience do you remember you know all the you know all the stuff you know about time travel movies it's yeah. not that <laughs> yeah and that's really funny because because they like listing them through he goes yeah hot tub time machine and what the other movies yeah they it? make fun of the the fact that we all think we understand time yeah science because of science fiction, which yeah. is hilarious. And it's really funny because they're listing through all the movies. They go, how do you know that? And he's like, well, we've seen um, Bats of the Future and Time Machine. And then Paul Rudd goes, and Die Hard? Mm-hmm. Oh, Die Hard's not one of them. <laughs> but there's some really cool, funny jokes in this impending... You know, it could be really depressing, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still got the jokes and stuff. And then the time heist, to me, was one of the cleverest things... To it, you know, with this being the end of like twenty-two movie arc, which is unheard of before, it revisits a lot of the movies, and it's very pivotal moments you know from those movies, and it revisits them all in a them going back in time to fix things, and it's just I just thought it was really cool seeing the original Avengers film. You know, they look quite different. And then seeing like the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when we first meet him, all you know all those moments. Even you, mm-hmm. who doesn't remember a movie one week to the next, you probably that's not remember. fair. But okay, no, that is I fair. remember. No, it isn't. I remember what I want to remember, right. and everything else I don't need to. But store you even brain. was not lost, right? I mean, the it, the plot was. It's pretty basic. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I mean, you remembered those key moments. Like it wasn't anything where you was looking at the screen going, "What is this? I don't know what this is." Because you've seen all the movies. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a blur. I don't remember them all specifically, every single thing, but I got the gist and I was, wasn't, was like, confused or anything. No, I thought it was kind of... I thought it was well-crafted. I mean, if you've not seen any of these movies, it might have been a bit weird, right? Uh, but, yeah. But why would you come into Endgame as your first Marvel mm-hmm. movie? I mean, who does that? So they do this time heist. I thought it was excellent. Is that, like... This movie, it's a three-hour-long movie. We didn't mention that at the beginning. The first hour is, you know, dedicated to finding out about what happened, them going chopping Thanos' head off, and the second hour is dedicated to that time heist, and the last part is a big battle, which um, it's, it's really in three sections. And I thought the time heist was, like, super entertaining. There wasn't a minute of it where I was like, confused or bored or anything like it was just well designed funny they take a lot of um you know like i said the sci-fi stuff that you you know you're thinking about to the future and they kind of knock that all on the head there's just a really touching stuff or it's like you know what the writers of this movie and of this story also people who watch science fiction and write other science fiction so we're all using the same fiction to make up the rules yeah. here. Like, it's not like, you know, we're not aware of what we're doing. It leads to some amazing moments. I thought in the time heist, like my favorites were like um, Captain America going down in the elevator with those guys. Yeah. And, you know, what makes the time heist cool is Captain America knows what happened. And, you know, he, 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 he blends in basically, because he's already got prior knowledge of what was going on. Um, Tony Stark gets to talk to his father, which was, I thought, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Captain America gets to see Peggy through one of the windows. Just all that stuff's real touching, and it's a real 
as a fan of all these movies, it's one of those fun things, isn't it? Where you feel, oh, this is great. Like <laughs> the whole thing there. And then um, the final act was super satisfying also. I said to you that there's a moment in the final act where the words Avengers Assemble are said uh-huh. by Mr. Um, Steve Rogers, Captain America. When he says that, it's the best moment in the entire Marvel universe for me. I was like, yes. Because <laughs> they all, you know, stuff happens towards the end. Don't spoil everything. Well, we've spoiled the biggest things. Well, no, the biggest thing is... The I big- won't spoil it. <laughs> but when, you the know... The biggest thing is what? When it the Avengers you may back. or may not win. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, there's grey areas in this movie. Yeah. You know, when they, when they say at the end, no, we win, we won, or, you know, that kind of thing. Eh, I don't know, 100%. Um, I'm, one of the things I'm actually really cool about in this movie, and I said it to you earlier, is this could have been two, part one and part two, right? They, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't bend to that. They just made a three-hour movie, which finished off their whole story. I love that. I love that they didn't set up something else, really, at the end. It doesn't, like... There are a bunch of ends where, like you said, you could make something of all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't specifically say, oh, we're going down this route now. We're going, you know, at the end. Well, no, I'm not spoiling that either. There are some big, I'll, I'll say to you, there are three big moments that I'm not spoiling. You know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not spoiling those. But, and they were shocking to me. I didn't know. Did you know spoilers of this movie? No, I knew nothing. Because no. I don't seek it out and I don't. No, I know nothing, and you know it's quite—it's kind of difficult when this film came out and people were tweeting. I actually put a filter in my Twitter, which I didn't know you could do until <laughs> until Endgame came out. If you go in your Twitter in settings, you can do a filter and say like, "Don't show any tweets that mention Marvel, Endgame, Thanos," and I put them in there, and I didn't see nothing. It was like it never came out. So, oh, now Mrs. Watkins would say, "Young man, you didn't not see nothing." Yeah, well, true. <laughs> That's a double negative. But it's like, uh, it was almost like this movie never existed when, during its theatrical thing, because I usually look at Twitter for entertainment news. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't spoiled, which is crazy, because we waited, like, six months and didn't get spoiled. So uh, I like that. Um, so I'm all over this movie. I'd like to see Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back, you know, as one big six-hour movie. Because they do fit straight together, don't they? You don't need to... Well, I guess you do. I was going to say you don't need to watch Captain Marvel in the middle of them. I mean, you don't now because you know who she is, right? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Prior to that, you would have had to because you'd be like, who's this woman? Why is she here? So, because in between the movies, there was Captain Marvel. So, um, I was very satisfied with the ending. It's very touching, the the ending, again, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, very. That, that scene's touching. I really liked the... I mean, I thought it was a bit much, but that's me in my cold heart. Right, I really liked the um, Peggy Carter's song over the credits at the end, which is the song that they danced to originally. And the... I just really liked the credits, where it was the showing you everybody who was in it and then showing you their signatures on the screen. It's just like, I don't know, it reminded me of like, you know one of those little movies they make for the Oscars? Like to 
mm-hmm. doing a ward thing or something. Like it was, for the people who have died? Yeah, it was kind of like that, yeah. But, re- <laughs> but it they was, haven't it was, died. There was something really classy about the way they did it. There was the old music. It was, you know, it showed you everybody's names and it showed you the main Avengers had their signatures in the middle of the screen. And I don't know, I just thought... And then, and then they didn't cut to like a, you know, I call it a stinger. I think it is called a stinger. At the end, where it's like, hey, guess what's coming up next, guys? Yeah. They didn't do that. It just felt classy. Like, it felt like we've rounded off a story. Here are your credits. And they're, you know, here's all, you, all the people you've been watching for 12 years who you like. And then just fade to black at the end. It was well done. Like, kind of like the end of Six Feet Under. Yeah. Like, we've we finished this story. Like, it... We know you want more of this story, but this is this story, right? This is the end of the story. You're, you're obviously going to get more Marvel stories in the future, but not this. The Avengers, as you know them, this this is done. Like, it's over. Which I like as well, because it is a cash cow, isn't it, to keep it going if you want to. But they don't. They're not doing that. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's a few things Of course where, it was a cash cow. Yeah, but I'm say- that's what I'm saying. There are a few things where I'm... Happy with the decision, like, you know, we're knocking this story on the head, we're moving on with something else. They they could have, you know, we could have been sat here 10 years time going, this is the 44th film in the Avengers. You might have been. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That could totally happen, like, but they... With wife number two. (laughs) They kind of know where to knock it on the head, you know? I see that's arguable because other people would say, oh, God, it's so, it's such a brainwash to shove all these movies in our face and just keep stringing us along so understandably you love it not everyone does so when i look at it from the objective point of view it is just a carrot on a string you've been moving along with it paying your ticket price all along doing all the chit chat keeping it alive there's also lots and lots of stuff like posters and toys well, and dvds and blu-rays what do I exactly. have? Exactly. Captain have America. Captain America Funko Pop. <laughs> so it's not, you're not like, oh, well, they ended it at a reasonable time so as not to suck up all of our money like greedy bastards. Of course they're greedy bastards. They just happened to tell a decent story with some decent movies, but it wasn't for free. They did it for money. So I realize you like to not think of that part of it, but that is what it is. They just happened to produce for you. A good experience, obviously, for the last 10 to 12 years, which is worth it to you. Absolutely. 12 years of... And that's what I said to you earlier. I know I just like these. I like these Marvel movies, but I've watched them all, and I don't feel like there's a flop in there. They're all good, and they're all interesting. The only one I feel... I don't feel like it's a flop or it's bad, but like I was saying, I was just looking through them, and the, you know, the original Incredible Hulk movie, not the Ang Lee one, the one that's part of this Marvel Universe with Edward Norton, it just feels different to the others, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they made Iron Man and then they made that. I don't, maybe they didn't 100% know where they were going at that point because they just started it. But I, I'm going to watch it back and see whether it really fits. I mean, they changed the actor. That's the weird part. Anyway, let's go on to... We satisfied with the end, end of the end game and the way it all turned out? Uh, Were you surprised? Um, I don't know how to say this without hurting your feelings, but I didn't care about the very end, what was going to happen. 
I was just curious. After the snap, I was like, okay, they're willing to take this dip, but they're going to fix it. And so I just want to see how they do it. So I was interested, regardless of what it was going to be. And it was an interesting the way they did it. I like. I thought it was interesting. I wasn't like, oh, that's exactly what they're going to do. I was like, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. Like it wasn't predictable, and it did involve like a bit of everybody that you like here and there, right? It was it cut. Be- it's kind of a hard movie about to make. I don't mean like physically make. I mean edit together because there's so many little stories like going on at once like people helping this person and that person doing that it's it's a, it's quite a thing isn't it to edit or put together sure because i mean that's their skill because there's so many characters and I, like i say i think you'd be completely lost in you would be completely lost in this movie they try at the beginning I know they're they're assuming like oh there are some people who are just coming into this movie and never seen the others, and they try to explain everything. I was noticing that you know oh, yeah they, he snapped his fingers and they're actually talking it you know exposition to the screen, and I was like yeah we don't need I was thinking in my mind I don't need to know that we saw it happen, but then they just try and make a newcomer welcome I guess but there's just too many in jokes and characters that you would be lost i reckon if you'd never seen any of them so maybe you go and watch them all before you watch this one. <laughs> yeah invest 40 plus hours of your life just to catch up with this one last movie i'm uh i'm very tempted to go back and watch all oh i know you will i'm a hundred percent sure you will yeah all right so the cast robert downey jr returns as tony stark iron man um is there a lot to say about him the individual people haven't we talked no, about? No, is them there all a lot before? to say about Tony Stark? That's who we're starting with. The character or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. I mean, he's the same as always. He's a bit toned down just because of the content of some of the scenes he has to do. He does some, some emotional stuff at the beginning. He's not yeah. quite as cocky, but then again, it's been how many years of this guy having to be Iron Man and saving the world and decided not to be greedy, even though he's still a billionaire. So let's not all kid ourselves about that. He didn't just turn into Mr. Charity. Um, I think he's just the same, but fine. Yeah, really. Uh, They're all the same as they've been in every other movie. No, 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 no. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. Okay, well, I'm seeing something different then. Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah, he's, he's very solid. I, I, I like him as a Captain America. I think he's really... Captain America is one of the best um, characters. Come on. I he's Captain I America. I think Captain America is really boring. No, no. Put me down there. Put me down there, internet troll people. But Because it's just like, I get it. It's Cap. I liked the movie. I liked the concept of a guy being taken out of time. And then he's genetically engineered. And he's, I am not an optimist. And so, yeah, I'm with a to- Tony on this one. He gets a little on my nerves with the like, hey, everything's going to be fine. So I just find him a bit boring. What about Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, Bruce Banner? <clears throat> I've never been a huge fan of, of Mark him. Ruffalo. Uh, Ruffalo, yes. Him as the Banner slash Hulk. I mean... It's a bit cheeky sometimes, that one. Kind of. For a and, scientist. And also a bit mm, so very neutral that I... He just disappears for me. Even as a big green character on the screen, which was done fairly well, at least in the facial department. The other physics of his body, questionable, but I got over it. I, st- 
I but, still don't think the Hulk has had his own proper movie that's good yet. No, and in this one, there was a lot of different sizes for him. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but at one point he's sitting in the back of a truck, and then at one point he's standing next to everyone, and he only looks like he's about a foot taller, which isn't that imposing. I mean, he's the Hulk, right? There was a lot of sizes for him. Shouldn't he be like was, 10 feet tall or something all the time? Yeah. I don't know how big he is like, in the comics. It's, it's to do with his level of rage, but then he's kind of controlled that anyway. So, like, Oh, he, is it? Okay. Yeah. So he can be giant Ant-Man and he could be yeah. normal banner size. Right, in the okay. comics. I mean, I do like the idea of what they did with him, where he can now be the Hulk He's just like, fuck it, I'm the Hulk now. <laughs> right. And he's just talking like David Banner. David Banner? Bruce Banner. Bruce. Um, who's David Banner? Is that somebody? Was he called David Banner in the TV show? I, bet it, I think he was. No, maybe the real guy's name was David. No, I'm saying in the... Um, no, yeah. I think it was Bruce, but... Um, who am I thinking? No, I think it was David, actually. Mm. I, think he, I think that 70s show, the TV show, is called David Banner. But Bruce, um, yeah, he was... Um, I like the CG character of the Hulk. I think it's pretty good. It's all right. The face. The uh, face was the best part, when, yes. When he sat talking in the diner when they're eating and the kids come up for his autograph, that face is really good. Like, it's it's really believable that it's a Hulk sat there, you know? And when he's fighting, obviously, it sometimes looks rubber dollish. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about when you said they're just all the same. I'm talking about Chris Hemsworth as Thor in here. Explain what happened. Explain why <laughs> Thor is different this time. <laughs> Well, Thor felt <laughs> bad about chopping off Thanos' head. Yeah. Only because he chopped it off too late, and then he chopped it off, and they couldn't ask Thanos, now how can we fix this? I think that was a combination. And then he just went off and started drinking beer and eating pizza. When he gets his... Uh... He got a little bit overweight, and he's mostly it's the attitude that's just like, dude-ish, I, don't care I guess anymore. we're going with. <laughs> yeah, I don't care anymore attitude, but really. Like, I'm just... I'm this a is, giant failure, and so, you this know. is This is what we're doing. We're just going to sit and play video games, eat pizza, and just stay in this place. That's it. New Asgard, which I really liked. Because Asgard got blown up in uh, Thor Ragnarok, they brought all the Asgardians to Earth, and they've got a little, like, fishing village called New Asgard, and they all live there. That was really Yeah, because cool. let's not forget, they've lost their whole planet. Yeah, everything. And then, like he said... Probably half of them disappeared after the whole planet got disappeared. Right. So they've had a hard time. And now they got Thor over here just sitting around being a loser. And then they got the lady on the horse who apparently is trying to take over. Valkyrie. And do everything. And she's doing a good job of it. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Valkyrie. The lady on the horse. Pegasus. Whatever it is. Yeah. Pegasus. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, we did that. Scarlett Johansson plays Black Widow. One of my favorites. Um, Black Widow. And like they said, the net one of the next movies. Actually, the next movie coming up is the Black Widow movie. Um, I like Black Widow a lot. You don't have much of a. I mean, you've watched her in all the movies. Right? I like her. I like Scarlett Johansson, obviously, and I like the idea of the character again, just like I like the idea of Banner. And she's good, and I'm into her for like what she's doing. But then when I turn back and look. There's not a time when, other than her sort of being involved and then saving them bits and pieces. This is my memory of it. This isn't like other people go, oh my God, she was the most important thing in that whole movie. Well, I don't think of that in any of these. She's been there as a supporting character. 
Yeah, always. Yeah. And not as her, like, a standalone character. And so she blends to me, even though when I'm watching her in her scenes, I'm totally excited. I want her to, like, I love who she is. I'm not fully understanding where she's come from, even though we had a little throwback at one point, like some flashbacks yeah, flashback, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, when she says, I had nothing before this, and this is all I am. I don't I don't have any emotion about that because I don't know why. I don't read any comics. I don't seek out any other information. I didn't read your Bible of Marvel that I bought for you. And so to me, it's like I'm still hanging on a thread for more of her, but not her past. I want more of her now, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Was that a spoiler? I, was like, I, don't know. I don't know. Watch the movie. So I like her. I like Scarlett Johansson a lot. I just feel like they didn't... They used her as, like, because she was the first woman they had as a main character in some of the battles, right? Yeah. Then she's just been that ever since, not a, not like a stand... And I feel the same way about Hawkeye guy. Right. So yeah. not just because she's a woman, but, I mean, as a character that's pivotal in as part of the group... As an individual, obviously, we haven't had the Hawkeye movie, the Black Widow movie, in this universe. No. We're like actually three getting... Three Hulk movies, but not one single Black Widow they, movie. This Disney Plus TV ser- service is making, like Netflix made Marvel shows, it's making Marvel TV shows that fit into this universe, though, not separate. So they're making um, Scarlet Witch and Vision show. Them two together. And Black Widow, I believe, show. And these shows on TV will have the movie actors in them. Like, it, they're not going to recast. Right, nice. So we're getting, like, proper t- TV shows that will make big stories of their things. Um, oh, and we're getting um, Winter Soldier and... <laughs> I always forget his... You know... You know What's what's what the bloody hell is he called? Hawkeye? Anthony Mackie's character. Well, he's Hawk not Hawkeye. Something. The other guy's Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. All right. So we're getting a TV I was show. Gonna say the Winged Avenger, but let's play some yeah. other comic. <laughs> we're getting a TV show Falcon and Bucky together as a team. Those two actors. So we're going to get some cool stuff from Marvel. But in TV show form, which I really enjoyed the Netflix stuff, so... Yeah, the thing is, everybody, Thanos is not the only bad guy in the universe. Oh, true. You know? Even though his plan, and you could debate it for many years as a scholar, (laughs) the idea of, you know, decreasing the pressure of all the planets on all the universe to cut the living populations in half so that the other half could thrive. It's really... Some could argue that that's... Probably Sounds like a... You could put that into a model, a computer model, and it would succeed. But in real life, it's a really shitty thing to do. A really shitty thing to think. And a really egotistical thing to want to do. But the thing is, after he's done his thing and you're all healed up, kind of, there's still other assholes out there all over the universe. And probably other dimensions, because we got Doctor Strange going on. So you can't just have everybody go, ah, now we're safe. So everybody's got to keep going. Yeah, true. But who's going to compare? You know, that's the thing. Yeah, well, we didn't know Thanos before we knew Thanos, so... True, and any bad guy who can travel the universe could deliver horrible, deadly 
chemical weapons on every planet within like a short period of time. They could deliver, you know what I mean? Instead of doing it all at once, you could have somebody who's just going along. Or you could have like a Darth Vader guy who has a machine that will just blow up a whole planet. Yeah. And just do that all over the place like a jerk. I have to um, say that I really liked what they did with Ant-Man in this movie. He becomes so... He's, he's a prominent member of the Avengers. Like, it's not just... When the Ant-Man movie was coming out, I said to you, I remember, like, people going, oh, Ant-Man, what the hell, that comic. But Ant-Man's huge now, literally, as well, in the movie. He gets huge. But he's a big part of the he's Avengers. Pivotal. Right? Huh? He's pivotal in their solution, yes. Yeah, pivotal, yeah. And it's not like I he's... mean, he introduces the Quantum Realm thing to them. But they keep the fun side to him, where he's kind of a bit bumbling and a bit of an everyman. I like that. But then at the end of the day, when there's a big battle, he steps up, doesn't he? And he does his job. Um, I've not put everybody... Did you say there. he's a big man? Yeah, I already <laughs> said that. Benedict Cumberbatch returns as Doctor Strange. If you blink, you'll miss him. He's not really in there a lot. True. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I really like Captain Marvel. I don't know what all your problems are with Captain Marvel. I liked her in this one too. I really liked... When she landed, it was my favorite thing of her, just the expression. When when he goes, hi, I'm Peter Parker. Mm. And she's like, what did she say? Well, hey, Peter Parker. Have you got something for me? <laughs> just like. Just like, you know, because people don't like her because of the actress or something. Just I, the actress I, and I, I something like she it. said. People and are so, st- some people whine about like that she's too powerful. Like, but bloody hell, she's a superhero. Come on. Right. Yeah, write your own story, dickhead. (laughs) I mean, if you don't like a fictional story that exists in the world, yes, we can sit here and say, well, I don't like that, and this is neutral, and that wasn't that much fun for me, or that's really dumb, or whatever. I don't want them to change it. I don't want them to undo it. I wouldn't have had them do it any other way. Because as much as you love these movies, someone else is sitting out there right now who's like, ugh, it's so boring, I hate it. That's what you want when you create art. Arguably, you could say this isn't art, but it is. It's cinema. It's film. It's a combination of every kind of art, really. Music, drawing, computer graphics, writing, dialogue, performance, big stunts. People have to coordinate. Engineers. All kinds of stuff. Directing, producing, negotiating. All that stuff has to go into this one project. It's a big art project. Yes, it's for lots of money, but but it's a creative project. So what it needs to do is have you, who would marry it if you could, and the person over there who's like, oh, God, you know, what a brainwashing piece of crap. What a lazy piece of crap. It's not indie enough. And then have me in the middle going, you know what? It's really fun, but I see what's wrong with it. That's what it's for. I want things that I don't like. Because the things that I do love and I do like shine to me. Sometimes we'll watch a movie And I'll even say, oh, I'm so glad I like movies. I love movies because this, this one does it, you know, like Tree of Life, which is not one of the, you couldn't compare it to the experience of a Marvel movie. It's completely out there on a different plane of existence for cinema. High Life. High Life. Which one was that? We reviewed it like three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Indie-ish, though. It was. Kinda. Very much so, I thought. Or like Room, which Captain Marvel was actually in, correct? Yeah. 
Um, another one of those like that doesn't compare, but having experienced that project that's finished by a group of people who have their own vision, for me to sit here and love it, and you to hate it, and you to love it, and you to not even care, that is what it's about. And so I don't understand investing a lot of time in ripping it down unless you decide okay, I'm going to go to my pen and paper. I'm going to go to my computer. I'm going to use my brain, my vision, my creativity, and write a story with characters and places that doesn't exist yet. That's your alternative to completely trying to destroy or change something someone else has already created. Because first of all, it's pointless. Um, You can't shove Star Wars, the first three episodes, back in the box. They exist, right? Yeah. And you hating it and being a jerk about it doesn't do anything. But you writing a story that you love, other people will love it too. And someone will also hate it. That's the beauty of it. And I didn't name everybody, but a special mention to uh, Mr. Thanos himself, Josh Brolin. So who do you think? Because you said, oh, when I said people were all the same, who did you think was so much different? Thor. Oh, definitely. A different take on a different character, yeah. essentially, that he's playing. Sure. And I think... I don't know if he was better, but it was I'm different. actually really impressed with Chris Hemsworth's um, comedy. Like, he's really funny. You know? He is. I feel like they let Thor go a little too far. Right. Because when we've met Thor in the past from scratch, he is an unwavering, uncompromising warrior with no hint of not wanting to be that. No. And now there's this like, oh, it's so hard to be me. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but shit happened big time. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, in between. He always he always did have a comedic thing to him. If you remember the first Thor sure. film, his like oh, coming to Earth and not understanding Earth properly and like, you know, going in a... I remember he was eating pizza. He's like, there was just things where he was like funny. But they've really notched him up in this one, haven't they? I mean, he's funny. I mean, he's real sad as well sometimes. It's over the top, but it kind of, it just fits for some reason. You know why it fits? Because Thor Ragnarok kind of took it in that direction anyway. Like, that that movie, they kind of made it more fun. Mm. And then you're kind of used to it. But then here, they go up again. Like, he's a bit more, it's kind of silly in parts, but I liked, I like how funny he is. So, uh, this is directed by the Russo brothers again. They did Infinity War and Winter Soldier. Um... Keep these guys on. They know what they're doing. This is, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the movies they've been involved in have been exceptional, I think. So keep these guys, Marvel. They're very good. So um, extras on the Blu-ray. There are a bunch. We watch them. There is Remembering Stanley, which I really liked. Did you like that? It was, You're like, I have to watch this. Yeah, it was... Um, Stanley really enjoyed doing the cameos in the movies. Like, not like him saying, I really, he really enjoyed them. I've, I've listened to interviews with him where he's like, I'm always waiting for that phone call where I just want to do that. Like, it, <laughs> that, he was like, I don't feel like I am part of that universe. I wrote the comics and drew the things, but they've made a thing over there that's inspired by my thing. And it's just fun to be in it. Like, so it's kind of a compilation of all the one, all the, moments he's been in films and a lot of interviews with him if you don't know stanley died last year this year or last year last year uh, i think it was this year 2019 wasn't it oh no it said 2018 you, yeah yeah um then there is setting the tone casting robert downey jr a man out of time creating captain america 
Black Widow, whatever it takes, deleted scenes, a gag reel, the Russo brothers' journey to Endgame, and more. I'm just telling you what it says on the box. <laughs> They're all pretty good. Marvel always do decent extras. Um, please bring back the uh, one-shots. I say that every single time. <laughs> but they never do. They don't listen. Um, so IMDb reviews, what is that all about? Uh, you find the one-star reviews to punish yourself <laughs> when you love a movie. Oh, if we hate or love, we'll... Yeah, you go out and find the people who absolutely despise whatever it is. Or take their one second of their life to say, as you will say, the one comment that comes in almost every movie. Well, there's two of them, actually. One is, I wish I could have my two hours back. Yeah, three hours in this case. That was the worst movie ever made. (laughs) Like, as if. (laughs) I'll give you some one-star reviews from the fine people at IMDb who write reviews. They're not IMDb people. This guy They're is called, in the world somewhere. This guy has a great name. Skywalker 2003. Okay. Says, a garbage. A garbage. I'm going to say how he wrote it. Okay. A garbage with full... A garbage with full of unpleasant character and boring story. And I call that a real charlatanism to stole your money and give you a three-hour-long headache with minimum suspense... Bad CGI and nothing more. I hope we never saw that characters anymore and never have such garbage anymore. Now, I can't argue that some (laughs) of the CGI is not great. That, I'm with this person on 100%. Because it's not. It's not always great, and it's often not great at all. Vikram says, What have all these peeps seen in this movie? I was so bored. I fell asleep. It's a waste of three hours of my life. Please don't waste your three hours on this. Waste of my life. So they've done nothing else in their life that was a waste of time. This guy says, Jesse Bessie, might be a woman, might be a man, says, I just wasted five precious minutes of my life. This superwoman character is not credible. Come on. She's not destructible. She has no limits. Even Superman had his limits. I think you don't think you watched the same movie. This mm-hmm. was you only watched five minutes. Don't even think it was this movie. <laughs> there's no superwoman <laughs> in this. I mean, there are lots of superwomen, but there's not a superwoman. This guy says this movie sucked. It <laughs> it lacked all of the major events that we wanted for. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Without telling us. Which major event you wanted for. Yep. Third man says, they've, I'll read it as wrote, they've really scrapped the bottom with this one, exclamation point. Okay. Not scraped, scrapped. They've scrapped the bottom (laughs) as very, uh, what's the word, descriptive. (laughs) Uh, This guy says, this movie goes far, far beyond the last season of Game of Thrones to become the worst thing of 2019. What a pain. Believe it or not, Comedian Thor is the best thing in the movie. I rate it a one instead of a two. I don't, I don't know what that... I don't <laughs> Were know those the that, only choices? Apparently, <laughs> apparently he usually rates things a two, but this one is going to Oh, I see. So, he, okay. Two must be his highest honor. <laughs> or his lowest honor. Um, this guy says, Too much whining. 
Completely convoluted. I thought they would make something great, but the hell. <laughs> the hell. The hell. Long, this guy says, ache base, says, long, boring, no story, no nothing. Long, boring, no story, no nothing. <laughs> long, boring, no story, no nothing. <laughs> well, that's not boring at all. <laughs> Wow, thanks. And finally, Lays, <laughs> Lays Jord says, Worst movie ever seen. Total waste of time. No action. No nothing. Just bad, bad, bad. I love those. Worst movie ever. <laughs> no action. Waste of time. I want to know, when these people post, they should be required to list all the other movies they've ever watched and then let everyone else decide if this one, it could possibly be the worst of that collection. But that's subjective. Those are funny. They're always funny. <laughs> like, what's wrong? <gasps> oh I'll, I'll, read, I'll read another one because I, I enjoy this one. <laughs> this is from Romanel. He says, so boring, and he spells boring, B-O-U-R-I-N-G. Okay. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Cold action movie, question mark, question mark. Seriously, exclamation point. Is it actually The Sleeping Pills, exclamation point. Okay. You mean is it the sleeping pills that made you write like that? <laughs> I think he was nodding off as he wrote it, right? I think it's the sleep dude, it's the sleeping pills. And pill. he was leaning on the exclamation point. <laughs> like oh <laughs> is that the sleeping pills? Okay. If you are a seven <laughs> I'm I'm continuing it because these Okay, are fun. I you love these. If I know. you are a seven year old kid or have seven year old kid mind. You'll love this movie. Well, I mean, he might be talking to you. <laughs> this movie is not even worth half the rating it got. It should be a three or a four. Uh, what? What's the rating? Like an eight. Oh, okay. I was so excited to see this movie. After I saw it, I was like, what a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this film, An Infinity War, felt more like... It was rushed on of not see any extra scene that we were excited. The movie... I don't even know what that means. The movie was okay. <laughs> I mean, like the time travel stuff. Come on. It's terrible. Come on. <laughs> the, um... Come on. This movie is mostly about Tony Stark and a bunch of feminists. It's awful. I disagree, but hey, that's the beauty—that's the beauty of it. This guy, finally, this is definitely the final. Why do people dislike women so much? It just—I <laughs> don't understand. That's a—that's a—that's a story for another time. Yeah. But this one here says one of the best comic book movie villains was ruined. Who writes this thing? Time travel, really? The movie's full of plot holes, unsatisfying. You've ruined the character of Thor. I feel like Thanos today. That's the end of that. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for your contributions. And I give it a 10 out of 10. Thank you. A 10 out of 10? I do. It's I mean, really I high. I won't even go there. that high. Yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10 for me for pure... Experience. Entertain. I was, I was enthralled for the whole three hours. I didn't want it to stop. I was like, this is really great. Everything is great. Oh, this next Wait a thing- minute. Do you mean everything is awesome? No. <laughs> Pratt. 
you know. But it kept like, I was like, oh, I really like the emotional part at the beginning there. Oh, oh, now we're going, oh, we're doing that. Oh, that's surprising. Oh, now we're doing this. Oh, the time heist is cool. And then that play that. And then, oh, it was a big battle. It was, it didn't feel like three hours, let me say. Did it to you? No, it really didn't. I thought it was actually perfect, but I love long movies. But the, you know when some you know when you watch some movies that are long and you're like, "Ooh, that really like I felt like that was a like reading a really long book." Like, mm. "Oh, wow, it took me up. It, it's, you know, it was deep and it was this just felt like it blew by like it, it To me it 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 felt right, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like it never got bogged down. There was never a scene that was to, didn't seem to me. There was wasn't a scene that seemed well, you could probably trim that. That's just, it was yeah. just always something happening or something funny or something. So, yeah, um, I give this really high marks, of course. It's and I will continue cl- to watch the It's clear that you do. Um, Your devotion is, is impressive. <laughs> so thanks to Marvel and Disney for letting us have a copy for review. Next week, we're going to review The Curse of La Llorona. Do you know who that is? I don't. Well, you will find out next week. It's from the makers of the movie The Conjuring. Oh, you made an effort. I did. You did. He but really, says, the makers of The Conjuring. Conjuring. You just did it again. It's The Conjuring. Yes, but it's Conj- a horror Conjuring. movie within that. You all of- might have noticed he's British, and he says things wrong a lot. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Specific. Different. Specific to your species, the UK species. So I am going to recommend some movies now based on Avengers Endgame. I'm going to go with Infinity War because I feel like Infinity War and Endgame are one giant movie. I mean, really, right? You could say... It's all one movie to me. Yeah, but those two specifically fit. They bookend each other. Like, it, you know, the snap and then the aftermath. Like, you can watch... I think you could watch that as a big long afternoon of the movies and have a lot of fun with it. And I want to go on the DC side of things and recommend a movie from over there to show that I'm not a Marvel fanboy, even though I probably am. <laughs> but I'll recommend Man of Steel, which is my favorite DC movie. Oh, it, it, nothing, you know, it's pretty close, pretty close behind it is Wonder Woman. But Man of Steel is my, you know, I think yeah. I really like Man of Steel. Um, I actually play Hans Zimmer's theme to that when I'm riding my bike in my earphones. Makes me feel like I'm the man of steel. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that might have been too much information for some <laughs> of us. Even me, and I've been married to you for 20 years. But we'll, we'll appreciate I'm you like, for who you are. <laughs> you know, flying through the woods. Ah, I get it. So what are your uh, recommendations? Mine, I'm going in a different direction, you see, so that people know that there are alternatives to the big, big stuff out there. And one of them is, I've already mentioned it, Room with Captain Marvel. She's not Captain Marvel in that movie. No, Brie Larson. Correct. And the other one is, and I put it on my sheet and I'm not looking at my sheet because I'm talking to you. The other one is a Josh Brolin because he's Thanos, but you don't get to see him as Josh Brolin as much. Hell or High Water, I think, I, is an awesome... I like Josh Brolin in Planet Terror. Yeah, but Hell or High Water, <laughs> seriously. And then the other one is, because I don't feel like Hawkeye gets enough, this one to get a little bit more, but uh, Wind River. 
It was really good. Actually, with Jeremy this, Renner. It's, it's Jeremy and the Scarlet Witch in that movie. True. Yeah, true, true. And it's really good. It's one of those, like, ugh, like uncomfortable... Yeah, Hello, Hello, High Water and Wind River are by the same guy, the same director. Yeah, same they're writer. really good. Yeah, I mean, really good. Again, subjective, but I'd like to hear what the people who hate this one have to say about that one, because if you don't like that one, then fuck off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good attitude. Uh, I've been playing one game this week, Anthem. I finished Anthem, the story. This is cool, right? If you um, like the game Anthem, which not a lot of people do, but uh, I'm, really, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a flop all around. Okay, not many people playing it. I find it really fun to play, but this is what's cool about it. It's about fifteen dollars to buy now, not sixty anymore. And the story is good. It's about twelve hours long. I enjoyed it. I liked talking to everybody. It was a real fun story. Now, when the story ended, I thought, well, that's probably it, pretty much, right? Well, no, a whole new enemy appear. A whole new story appears. I don't know if this is because I left it too long. I mean, it came out like a year ago, and I'm only just now playing it, so they probably added stuff. But a load of missions appeared on my map, and it looks like I've got more missions now than I did when I started the game. So Interesting. It's a good $15 well spent, um, because I'll carry on until they stop giving me missions. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just do whatever they say. Go along with it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. What is for dinner? Tonight's going to be some pasta that's pretending to be lasagna. That's the only way I remember how to spell lasagna is by saying it the way it looks. It's lasagna. Yes. Uh, which is just some big elbow macaronis with the pasta sauce and some... We are vegetarian. This is why I'm telling you what we're eating because some people think when you're vegetarian, you're starving to death. You're eating lettuce every five minutes. That could not be farther from the truth. Tell them about our vegetarian adventure at Taco Bell. <laughs> Or Burger King. So finally Burger King gets impossible burgers. And then we're looking for the Burger King we can go to in our town and realize they've all been shut down. (laughs) Um, I I looked into it a bit more earlier today. And it is only closed temporarily for two weeks. Okay. Well, then we will go try the impossible burger. And uh, Taco Bell, which we haven't eaten at really for 10 years. Not really. I've gone a couple of times. I didn't really like like it. Burritos. Exactly. And then you read that they're doing a vegetarian menu and they have like the Power Bowl, the Power Bowl, vegetarian Power Bowl. It's excellent. So we've ordered it a few times. You've loved it. I ordered it. You were in the car with me. And I said, vegetarian Power Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Got the other stuff. And I said, are you sure that's vegetarian? Because I don't understand the codes on their screen. They have screen that you look yeah, at. Yeah, like two letters. I said, are you sure that's vegetarian? And he's like, what? And I said, are you sure that's a vegetarian Power Bowl? And you were, you said, he said, oh, yeah, uh yeah, kind of, kind, of, kind of like he didn't Then we get really our order, confirm. and then we get home. We don't eat right away. And, of course, in your bowl was a bunch of fucking chicken. Now, we're not anti-eating animals because we ate them for 40 years. We're both. We're not anti-carnivorous people. We ate, I ate more steak than probably anyone listening to this in my 40 years, first 40 years. It repulses me now, you know, though. Just because my family is a cattle family. When I picked that, when I was picking all that chicken <laughs> off, I, I was looking at it going, The weird Ugh. thing about it is it looks like tofu. It's so overprocessed. It that chicken like is like, what part of that is still chicken, right? But anyway, I don't care if anybody eats meat. I couldn't give a shit if you ate a dog's leg right in front of me. I'm not an animal rights activist. I don't want you to eat a dog or a cow or a chicken, but I don't care if you do. It's a free world. Do what you got to do. Do what you want. But to have this consistently happen, because this has happened a few times now, 
It's really irritating because what if we were vegan, which we're not, you wouldn't eat a Taco Bell anyway, but I'm just saying. So I put in a complaint. We'll see what happens with that. But that's why I I bet everybody who listens to this show, everybody who goes and eats fast food on a drive-thru at some point (laughs) has had a wrong order when they got home. Oh God, yeah. I mean, we... We've had so many, like from Jimmy John's specifically. Was. <laughs> yeah. But Jimmy John's, I had to say to you earlier, Jimmy John's always handle it very fairly. They, they do. They give you a free meal the next time. Like, they say, sorry, we were wrong. Next time you drive up, there's always a free meal for you. So that, to me, is fine, but don't get it wrong in the first place is better. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So this is what we tell you about what we eat and what we do, because not all vegetarians are like hippy-dippy, whatever you want to call people or insult people. We get so many insults for not eating animals. It's so weird. It's like the weirdest possible reason to try to insult someone. Like, I get people saying, like, (laughs) I don't even know. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. To be angry at someone for, which is what it feels like a lot of times, you know, like people are, oh, well, I eat steak all the time. I guess I'm a bad person. I guess you're a better person than me. I'm just like, I turn around like, who are you talking to? I I, I don't know what you're saying. Um, But yeah, some of us, we still eat lots of bread and pasta. I'm definitely not starving. I'm a very round woman. Um. You know what I'm saying? We're not starving to death in any way, shape, or form. And we do not just eat salad. Definitely not. That's true. But we both love salad. So tonight for supper we're having what I would call fake lasagna. Because it's going to be all the stuff. Like the pasta, the sauce, some cottage cheese, um, and some corn crumbles, which is made with microprotein. Looks like ground beef. And it should be delicious. It will be delicious. All right. So what is your advice? My advice is not really advice. It's commentary because of Thanos. Thanos is a fictional character. We all know this. People who want to rule or control or dominate on any level, those are real. Real people. People who dominate in a relationship or over their family or their home, over their community, over their state or country or their company or even some weasel little supervisor at some little tiny business who wants to be Thanos of their shift and be a dickhead about it or a dickheadess, whatever the equivalent of a woman dickhead is. Um, what they want, like their end game, if you will, is their own personal comfort and safety like protecting their own self and their own interest and mostly their own comfort and to feel like important and big and whatever it is. It's all about them, right? So anybody who tries to tell you that when they take over something that it's for everyone's better, for good, it isn't. It's for them, number one, as an individual. And then they can pretend it's for their family or for their loved ones. It's bullshit. That's a byproduct, That is not a motivation. Their own personal gain and their own personal comfort at the end of their day when they're sitting on the edge of their bed and they're thinking about their tomorrow and what thing they're going to choose to do and take away from somebody or dominate or decision they're going to make that's going to affect a lot of people. It's for themselves. First, don't ever kid yourself. Don't let them lie to you or pretend any other. They're not doing it for you. 
a spouse who is dominating and destructive about it, they're not doing it for your relationship. They're doing it for themselves. A parent who is dominating and hateful and destructive of their children or their children's well-being or whatever it is, they're not doing it for their children. They're doing it because A, they are more comfortable being the jerk or being right or having everyone bow down to them or be afraid of them. It's all about the one person. Always about them. You know, Thanos yep. is fictional. His his mind is, his story is, I'm going to snap my fingers, get rid of half of all living things, because then the other half, as we've said before, can thrive. Because there's too much. There's too much life. It's draining the, the rest of every planet and the whole universe. is too much. And it's up to me to take away half, because that's better for everyone. But no, no, no. When you think about him as a fictional character, a reiterate, or any other real person who uses this sort of, mm, I'm going to say fake intellectual argument, they want to make this happen for themselves first. They want to rule it. We are watching a lady on YouTube who was going through a city in Uzbekistan. It's the capital city. I believe it was Uzbekistan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. And the capital city of that country, <laughs> the guy in charge decided that all vehicles in that city, this is real life in 2019, all vehicles in that city must be white. And on one day, everyone had this, their normal vehicles. And the next day, all of the vehicles that were not white were impounded and they get the people who were impounding them was the government or private businesses who were told they could charge a lot of money. And then the government told all the painters of all the cars, you can charge a lot of money to paint all the cars white. Because this guy used to be a dentist. And he's like OCD about cleanliness. He wants the city to be clean. So as our the woman we watch is driving down the streets. There are people sweeping the street. And I don't mean like sweeping off the edge or like cleaning up, you know, we've got street cleaners that go down the edges of our streets occasionally just get picking up garbage and whatnot. These are individuals and lots of them with big brooms on six, eight, ten lane highway type roads, sweeping up the dirt and the dust and any rocks that show up. All the buildings are like white and marble and perfect looking. This is because one guy, one person who's in charge has made this decision for himself. And then he can claim that it's to make the city look better. He can claim it's to make his people better, his country better, whatever. I mean, he's full of shit, right? It's for <laughs> him. So when he goes out and if he's listening to this, call me up, dude. We'll have a discussion. It's not about anyone but yourself. Because you want to walk down that street or drive down that road and have your own personal sense of comfort and satisfaction, not for anyone else. And so just always keep that in mind when someone's either dominating over you, it could be anybody. I'm a supervisor over a shift at my job. And if I were to make sweeping changes, it would definitely not be for the better of everyone. It would be because I'm convinced I'm right and I will change everything for myself. I don't do that because that's the dickhead move, right? It could be Correct. anybody. It could be like Joe Schmo down the street who has a little community organization, like a company theater that everyone goes and, and volunteers to do to entertain the people and raise money for charity. And there could be a person there, a lady or a guy or anybody, who is like a dictator. 
for, but it's for themselves. It's not to make the play better, right? Just remember that. It's not for your good. It's for theirs. Thank That's you. not advice. That's just Thanos brought it out in me. I want to say um, before we leave, you can. Uh, we've got a new contest on the website, aschoolie.com. You can go there and enter. It's for the mo- new movie that's coming up with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson called The Hustle. And uh, we've teamed with Universal to give away a copy on Blu-ray. Just go there. It's really easy to enter. You'll see what happens. Just go to aschoolie.com. Just see what happens. Click on the word <laughs> contest and enter. We've had, uh, I only just put it up and we've had 85 entries already. Nice. Pretty good. So, um, pretty good. So you've got very little chance of winning. That's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) How much more honest can you (laughs) Hey, everybody's got an equal chance. You're like, eh, well, you do, but it's not that big of a chance. I only just put it up. We got 85 (laughs) people. It's probably going to be more. What are the odds then? One in 85. (laughs) You're going to get a chance. Yeah, but you have yeah. a one in eighty fifth chance. Well, well that I don't number's going to keep going up. So, <laughs> so I hope I whet your appetite for entering the contest. <laughs> That's so funny. You can uh, catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch us on Sid Talk on Instagram. If you Definitely, to- if you like gardening pictures of tomatoes apparently i post a lot of pictures of my tomatoes and if you listen to the beginning of this podcast you'll know that we're on all of the places apart from spotify i just cannot figure that one out we're on all the places you can um oh also thanks to all the a lot of people suddenly this week at least 30 people subscribe to our youtube um podcast feed thanks so thanks to all those people and um, email feedback to me at aschoolateaschoolate.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, the Marvel Universe. I have had lots of fun with Marvel over the last 12 years. Keep them coming. <laughs> I'm going to say think for yourself, for someone will do it for you.